This is an AMI podcast. Hey guys, welcome along to another Double Tap. Yeah, I know, another one. Thursday, 13th of October, 2022 is the date. And today we have a lot to get through. Microsoft's Surface event for 2022, introducing a whole new set of hardware. And we're hands-on with the brand new Pixel 7. You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Hey, Sean Priest, how are you today? I'm very well. Thank you, Stephen Scott. How are you? Do you know what? I'm feeling a bit better today. I actually feel like I can talk today. Yesterday, I was kind of feeling like I was struggling. Today, I can boom. Oh, well, I've got to say, you know, your slightly whispery voice is uh, far more attractive. So I've been told. Mm. So, so try and get a bit more. I, I'm not telling Can you. Can we get names? Because uh, I don't hear that very often. <laughs> Email in. Yeah. Please do. Please. <laughs> Seriously, please do. Uh, yeah, we're talking today about Microsoft because uh, they have uh, just announced a whole slew of new hardware and we're getting right into it. The here. news. Yes, the news today. Microsoft's big event for 2022. Bringing out new hardware. Uh, the Surface Pro 9 has been announced. Sean Priest, are you <gasps> excited? <laughs> I am. You know why I'm excited, Stephen Scott? Why? Because the Surface Pro 8 is um, still in your hands, isn't it? It is. Yes. Well, that means that when the Surface Pro 9 is uh, sent out for, you know, our perusal, um, that should come to me and I will definitely take a look at it. Oh, is that, is that what you think? Right, okay. That's why, I'm, that's why I'm here. I'm here to help. Well, look, I will say, you know, the Surface Pro 9 is certainly evolution as opposed to revolution. Um, some interesting new features in it. I think the, the key thing I would say is mm. colour. That seems to be where they've yes, kind of colour. gone. <laughs> it's now in colour. That's the theme of the entire product line, I think, of this event, was it's all about the colour. Uh, you know, oh, and, and new processors. Well, yeah, new process is important as well, of course. And I know they've moved on. Was it 13th gen, 12th gen Intel? I, I just don't keep up 12, with the whole Intel thing anymore. We're on the 12th gen at the moment. Yes. Right. Okay. Well, uh, also, the, and really the biggest feature, I guess, people are talking about is the new enhanced camera and uh, audio features as well. Now, the, the audio features we'll get to in a second, but enhanced camera features, that's kind of cool because, you know, I, I know we're kind of moving towards more of this, um, you know, with the, the, the uh, seen it with Apple with center stage. Uh, on the MacBook and on the iMac, we're starting to see these features appear where the camera kind of follows you around the room. Um, not yes. quite as good as the camera you've got. Your uh, your little Insta360 is really nice. And uh, I love that does the job much better, if I'm honest. That camera, it's absolutely, it, it physically follows you around the room. It not on legs or anything, yes. but I mean, it turns around. Absolutely amazing. The Insta360 link. Check it out. It's cool. Yeah, well, we are going to talk about that in a couple of weeks' time. But yeah, so... A couple of things, of course, a longer battery life, another big deal, um, which, you know, again, the more they can improve that, the better. You still have uh, Intel hardware in there. But I will say one thing about the Surface lineup. It doesn't get anywhere near as warm as I've seen with other laptops. You know, I think of some of the other ones I've tried over the years. I mean, the Dell range, they just turn into toasters, really, when really? it comes to, oh, yeah, really, really warm. But you don't get that so much with the Surface Pro. I, I don't know if it's because everything's inside the, this tablet design. So... You know, there's a lot more room for it to breathe. Uh, it's certainly powerful enough, so it's not a case of it's not capable. Um, well, let's be fair. I mean, what's what's the the thickness difference between that? Because the surface, as sexy as it is, it isn't the thinnest thing in the world, right? Well, I don't know. I wouldn't say it's not thin. I mean, it's it's fairly thin. I mean, it's probably similar, if not just a little bit thicker than an iPad. Oh, a little bit. I mean, it's a little maybe. bit. It's not. Okay. It's not quite. It's maybe one and a half iPads there. Maybe that would be how I'd put it. But not much bigger than that, to be honest. And certainly not okay. when you're looking. Oh yeah. I mean, certainly if you look at the the new iPad Pros, I would say it's probably two of those put together. Uh, the only thing I'm going for, I slightly cringe when it's called uh, when people refer to it as a tablet because mm. the, the last one I had, I think uh, my hands on was a seven, and you know it is quite heavy. It was quite thick not overly thick right but still using it as a tablet i'm not entirely sure I i'm looking around so. here to see if i can find mine because i'm trying to think what i've done with it i've put it somewhere um I'm, I, if it's, it's over disgrace. in that corner forget it because i'll never ever get it again <laughs> because of, it's one of those it's one of those i have one of those little cupboards over there where things are all sitting on top of each other and if i move one thing it's like a game of jenga oh, the whole thing yeah. will just come crashing down um yeah, absolutely 
I'm with but, you. Yeah, featuring enhanced camera and audio features. So the audio, it's again, think about the way that Apple have improved audio with voice isolation, which works really well. Um, that's the kind of features they're bringing in here. So voice isolation for anyone who hasn't tried this yet is incredible. If you're out in a busy street, you turn on voice isolation, that background noise is killed. I mean, it's not dulled. It is, is it, killed. I, I looked for it the other day after actually you said, oh, have you tried it? And I hadn't. So I was looking for, where is it? If you're on a call, yeah. how do you turn that on? Get into control center. Yeah. So get yourself into the control center and you'll find it under, usually you'll find it in an audio tab that appears, but it only appears when you're in a call or you're in an app ah. that will support it. It's a bit like the video effect. You can only change it when you're in, say, FaceTime or you're in any other app that would support it. So it doesn't show up otherwise. Um, gotcha. But you can okay. turn that on. I will say though, and, and you know, we're talking Microsoft here, so I don't want to drift off and talk too much about the Apple AirPods Pro. I will say just just because it's happening now, um, there is a real issue with these new Apple AirPods Pro 2s with sync. Uh, there's oh. just a real use. I mean, it, it used to be they would drop sync every so often on the original ones. Now it's pretty much every 20 seconds for me. Um, it's, it's so a what do you bug. mean by that? So the left and the right earbud are losing sync with each other. So you're having that really... You almost think it's oh. spatial audio, but it's not. It's just lost sync. <laughs> and actually, right. that causes a real problem. I hooked mine up to my MacBook Pro the other day when I was out and about, and I could barely use it because the lag was really bad. You had a lag from the laptop to the AirPods and then a sync lag between the two AirPods themselves. So not great. You know, so that's just something okay, to be aware of. Okay, is that a recognised bug? Or uh, well, everyone's talking about or... it, so I certainly hope Apple are aware of it. I mean, they must be. And I wouldn't be surprised if an update is due in the next couple of days. But that is just something to be to be looking out for. But it's definitely a software issue. They'll, they'll fix it. I have no doubt they'll yeah. fix it. But they're bringing Absolutely. in these kind of features into the Surface lineup now. Uh, they're also bringing out um, some more Surface Pro signature keyboards. I love this. Again, it's all about colours this time around. Um, Sapphire and Forest are going to be the new colours. Uh, they're bringing out the keyboards in as well. I mean, I couldn't give two monkeys about any of that, to be perfectly honest. If I, even if I had two monkeys, I wouldn't give them. You wouldn't, would you? You would keep the two monkeys. I'd rather the keep the monkeys. Yeah, I would, I'd yeah, love a absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, I'd love a monkey. Wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't it? Uh, also, oh, <laughs> Surface Laptop Five uh, has been announced as well. Um, and this is, I mean, this is just another, you know, alternative to if you don't like having the, that tablet design with the separate keyboard and you just want to get back to having a traditional laptop then this is the kind you want. 13 and a half inch, 15 inch, um, really nice design. Again, the picture quality is improved in this, although I don't think there's anything wrong with the image on the Surface Pro. Better sound, it calls it cinematic sound. The same enhanced camera features you're going to get, um, which is also, of course, built in with the whole Windows 11 features like Windows Hello, which I think is the best thing that, that oh. Windows has. I mean, it's just brilliant in Windows 11 with the Surface. Absolutely. I, I, was, I set it up last night on my laptop for another profile. It would just work so well. It's amazing. Also, again, a range of colours, great for personalisation as well if you want. Uh, platinum, matte black, sandstone, and new this year coming, sage. Just, what what colour is sage? What colour is that? I don't know what that is. Just say if it's red, green, blue, or purple. Uh, it's sage. I have no idea. No, I've got no idea. Uh, also, battery life is a big deal on these as well. It's improving all the time. But again, it is running Intel, so you're going to have these issues of all-day battery life is maybe about, you know, what, what's that, about eight hours really on these laptops? You're not going to get it really, full all day. I know, I, yeah, but, you know, I remember when laptops used to last an hour. You know, yeah, eight true, hours yeah. is, is just fantastic to me. Well, and yeah, I mean, but in saying that, if you, if you actually play around with the new MacBook Air, I mean, again, they're in here somewhere. But, you know, the, the MacBook Air. I feel like my whole life is around here somewhere. <laughs> um, I was using it this morning, and, you know, what I, what I love about my MacBook Air, the M2 one, and, you know, I keep going to send it back. I keep saying, I don't need this. I'm sending it back. Oh, it already gone back. I, I was sending it. It was in the box, and then I had to do something. And I thought, oh, hang on, I'll just grab this laptop, so I bring it back out again. It's I don't think it's nowhere. going back. No, it's not going no. back. The, the, but I've never charged it. Since the day I got it, I've never charged it. It just goes on and on and on forever. Um, okay, it's amazing. I'll give you that. Well, um, uh, yeah, but that's to do with the Apple Silicon, right? Of course. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's yeah, just, if yeah, Intel was Intel... still in there, it'd be dead within a, a, an hour. You know, so but that was an interesting thing. I don't know if you're going on to that. The um, the um, 
the X line has been killed off. Mm. Well, so yeah, no I, I more... must admit, this is not the surface event to talk about all the things they killed, but they did but, kill yeah, off the Surface Pro just, X, you're right. Surface Pro X, I just find it interesting because you can choose, I think in the studio, uh, in the Surface Pro 9 now, you can choose if you want the Intel 12th gen chip or the ARM chip. So you can still yeah. have the ARM chip in there, but they just killed off the ARM-specific line, the, the uh, Surface Pro X. So, Which I actually think yeah. is, is smart, right? That is actually pretty smart. Of and, course it is. You know, yeah. it makes a lot of sense because, look, once, let's be honest, we're going to gradually move over to ARM. Um, I just don't know if there's options out there. Do you know, it's interesting because we had the chat with Lenovo recently and I was talking about all the different hardware. And then after the interview, I learned that Lenovo now has their own version of an ARM, you know, laptop, an ARM Windows laptop. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't realise that. And I think that's brilliant. But it's gradually creeping in. Uh, it may be the case that most people don't even know what processors inside their computer anyway. Um, well, that would be ideal, right? Yeah, Why should exactly. anyone care? You've got the, the positives, the benefits of ARM being the battery life and low um, heat and low power. So, yeah, uh, basically, we shouldn't have to know. It should just be Windows working how we want it, right? And I maybe that's just... it. Maybe because Windows 11 for ARM, as you've been trying out, is actually really I good now. I have no issues with that at all. And I'm running on the MacBook. Yeah. It is brilliant with parallels, running really well. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously the Mac Silicon handles it really well. I, I, again, I don't know what that quite says about Intel, but you know, I haven't tried it on Intel, in fairness. <laughs> oh, it wouldn't be Intel, would it? It would be ARM. So no, yeah, on, on Qualcomm, yeah. yes, uh, or Microsoft's. I think they call it the S3 chip. I think right. That's Microsoft's own take on it. It's a you know a bit like the Apple Silicon version. Microsoft's got their own. Um, I should also mention on the Surface Pro Nine that it's now running or will have five G as an option as well. So you can have it with 5G. And I think that's, that's becoming more important, especially if you're in a city. Um, having that capability is good, having the connection. I've always liked that. That's one thing I wish that Apple would do. I wish they'd bring in some kind of you know, modem into the laptop. Maybe it'll come down the line. But I really do like yeah. that a lot of Windows laptops do this. And, and you know, Lenovo was classic for that over the years. So was Dell. You used to have to get, remember those little modules you would buy and you'd slide them in the side, the PCMCIA slot, I think it was. Oh, yes. Drop in there. And the worst acronym card. ever. I know. I always used to get that wrong. I'm amazed. PCMCIA. I, I find that right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, and the other product to mention, which didn't get a huge amount of conversation, it is an important one. It is an update because uh, it hasn't been around for a while, and that is the brand new Surface Studio Two Plus, uh, which <gasps> introduces the latest generation of the Ultimate Studio, faster, fifty percent faster speed, improved graphics, and a sleek modern finish. Nice. Um, well, we talk about prices for all this stuff. Oh, please. So just this will make you laugh, right? So the Studio 2 Plus, since we're talking about that, the starting price is $4,299. I like it. Well done. That's obviously specialised <laughs> tech then, is it? Has it got a built-in Braille display? 80 cell? So it's 28-inch, 29-inch screen. Um, it, it can Hang fold on. right down so you can use it like a tablet or you can use it like a computer. It's all so it's screen. the laptop version. Sorry, every time I hear studio, I think of just that. Ah, no, no, yeah, this, isn't, this, this isn't the laptop type. Though. Yeah, yeah. But, well, it I is the you. easel, yes, but it's the, it's a desktop laptop, a desktop computer. Mm. This is an actual computer, twenty nine inch screen, um, with all the gubbins built in. So it's a really, really nice piece of kit. But it's um, hasn't got a key. Has it got a keyboard attached? It's not like a no. laptop design, is it? No, that's right. That's the studio. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, that's right. Because the laptop has the studio. How do, you, how do you describe it? The laptop has the the screen, which kind of comes forward and sits in front That's of the keyboard. Right. It kind of yes, bends but, forward. And you can use it, it is, you know, as a tablet. Or you can push yeah, it back and then use it with the keyboard. It is more a traditional laptop with a funky hinge design, right? But the the studio I was thinking of was that one, almost like an iMac, but it would you could lie on it, uh, not lie on it. Lie <laughs> you on could it. you could fold it back <laughs> and work on it like it was some sort of you know like an easel almost. It don't was, lie on it. Bad idea. It was really cool. Yeah, sorry. Don't lie on it. Don't don't lie on it, please. That's that's a terrible idea. <sighs> it's getting um, confusing. That's also, a ridiculous price, by the way. Let me just I, say it's ridiculous. It really is. But also, if you maybe are. A, considering this is a bit more affordable, the Surface Pro 9 and the Surface Laptop 5 both start at 999. So a little bit more, um, a little bit better, I think. Fair? Yeah, yeah no, I, I think so. I don't know what the specs are on the uh, on the laptop there, but the um, 
the Surface Pro 9. I mean, you're paying it extra for its form factor. Even though yeah. I sort of said I don't like it, I wouldn't describe it as a tablet. It's still the most portable uh, machine out there, I think. One of the most portable devices. Oh, it is, and it's very popular. I mean, I remember once yeah. being on a train, and I remember, you know, kind of just a straw poll. Everybody on the train, you know, say a year earlier, was all running MacBooks. They were all sitting there with laptops from Apple. Now yeah. it's all Surface Pros. Now I know that's often businesses buying in, and they will yeah. dish these laptops out to their staff, so I get it. But the fact is that these devices are good. You know, the Surface laptops are good, and they are yes. very high performance. And, you know, a lot of blind people buy them. I, don't, I, I, see, I hear so many blind friends of mine who buy them. And I often think, what is it about these? I get the low vision thing, because for low vision people, I think it's a brilliant machine. The screen is excellent on it. But if you're blind, I don't get it. I, I think well, you get so much more for your money elsewhere. But mm, it's a choice, right? It is, yeah. And, and, and it's tricky because I'm almost tempted. It's like you and your love of the iMac. It's like, it's a screen. What's the matter with you? It's just a yeah. screen. That's what you're paying for. And I suppose you could say the same for the Surface Pro, but I think it is for the portability. You know, something you can just throw in your bag. It's, you know, even for a, a, the smallest laptop, I think still the Surface Pro is probably a better better option if you're you want something on the move. Now, moving on, because there was another big announcement, which a lot of us were waiting for, and that is the announcement of the sale date or date of sale of the new adaptive accessories. They are arriving as of October 25th. They will be shipping out, and you can buy them now in the Canadian Microsoft Store and then the US Microsoft Store. Can't buy them here in the UK. We're not getting them yet. Why? What's the matter Um, with us? Well, you know, our country's a mess. Basically, this country is, is incapable of pretty much anything right now, and that includes any kind of deal with anybody to sell anything. So it's because screwed. of our teeth, isn't it? I know. Always it's is. Discrimination. It's, it is discrimination against teeth. I agree. Unbelievable. Um, Can't help it. But <laughs> the, good, the good news is that they are going to be on sale in Canada. Um, additionally, business and education customers can now 3D print adaptive grips from Shapeways. Uh, this is a company. Um, for the Microsoft Business Pen and Microsoft Classroom Pen 2. Really interesting uh, work that's going on there. But I thought yep. just to get m- a bit more of a sense of what's going on, we'd go back to our episode of Double Tap TV. And we did a really interesting interview with Gabby Michelle from Microsoft talking about these new accessories. And we've made a little package here just for uh, us here on Double Tap on our dog and pony show over here. Uh, so we thought we'd put this together. I'm the pony. You're the pony, absolutely. I'm the dog. Um, <laughs> wow, that was not the intro I was expecting for this. <laughs> I don't know how Microsoft will feel about that one. Um, but this is Gabby Michelle uh, talking from Microsoft <sighs> about the new adaptive accessories and what they are, because that's, I guess, for a lot of people, what are these adaptive accessories? What do they do? How do they work? Here's Gabby to explain. My name is Gabby Michelle. I am the Director of Accessible Accessories in Microsoft Devices. We announced a whole set of new adaptive accessories at the Ability Summit. We announced the Microsoft Adaptive Mouse, and then there is also the Microsoft Adaptive Mouse Tail and Thumb support that go with it. We also announced the Microsoft Adaptive Hub, and then three Microsoft Adaptive buttons. So we have the D-pad button, the dual button, and the joystick button. The Microsoft Adaptive mouse actually starts with a small mouse core. This mouse core, it's about 55 millimeters square. It is a uh, mostly matte black color. The texture is very similar to our uh, Xbox controllers. The sides of the mouse are actually very slightly angled to allow you to use it in multiple uh, orientations because you can swap the tails, which I'll get to next. There is a physical scroll wheel in the center and two physical buttons. So on the back of the device, we've got power, Bluetooth, and an eject button. And if you push the eject button, the back of the mouse actually comes right off. And then from there, you can attach any tail. So I am holding our Microsoft Adaptive mouse tail and some support. It clicks right in and you can have a traditional mouse. The tail is meant to be sized for most hands. It's also matte black, follows the standard ergonomic curve that you'd want in a mouse, as does the thumb support. Right now I have the thumb support in the right hand orientation. 
but there is a small carrot on one side that I can push in, unclick the thumb support, and swap it over to the other side. And now I have the mouse in the left-hand orientation. There are a lot of 3D printed tails that you could also attach if you don't want a traditional mouse. I have a small purple 3D printed tail that has long finger scoops that go over the top of the mouse, which also clicks right in and can create a small mouse for a young person who maybe has involuntary movements or tremors. And honestly, the possibilities are endless. There's lots of different things you can click in. So the uh, Microsoft Adaptive Hub is a long, slim hub. It's about 25 millimeters tall and about a little over 100 millimeters long. So it's definitely sort of long and skinny, lightweight. On the top of the hub is a, on the right side, is a round Bluetooth button. All the way on the other side of the hub is a square profile button. Uh, on the front of the hub, you have five three and a half millimeter ports, which you could attach to standard assistive tech switches, those digital switches that a lot of people use. Opposite of that are three USB ports, where if you wanted to wire the buttons, you could, but they're totally wireless. Uh, one end has a power button, the other one has a USB C port for power. The hub itself is fully wireless. Uh, again, you can wire it if that's what you want, but you absolutely can use it wirelessly. And then what goes with the hub are the new Microsoft Adaptive buttons. I am holding the Microsoft Adaptive D-pad button. So this one's about 55 millimeters square, very similar shape to the mouse. And it has a faceted D-pad on the top that takes up pretty much the entire top surface. Uh, obviously, it's a circle that's on a square, so it fits like a circle would on a square. It has eight facets, so it's that fully faceted um, design that you might find on our uh, Xbox Elite wireless controller. And actually, each one of these has its own unique switch underneath it. So each of these eight facets can be a different input. Uh, it's got a really nice little soft click tactile feel. Um, on one end of the square, you have a power button and a sync button. That sync button is to wirelessly connect to the hub. So this does absolutely wirelessly connect to the hub. And the other one, you have a USB-C for charging. And that's the button. So that's the D-pad button. The dual button, same size, uh, but the top on it is just two halves of a circle that are convex. And then the joystick button is looks like a sort of a typical joystick, gaming joystick where it's got a long, skinny top. The toppers totally swap off. So I've got the joystick. I'm doing a very light twist. And the topper actually comes completely off the top. And on the joystick itself, the stem also unscrews from the topper. And then you can swap out a lot of different pieces, again, with 3D printing. So there you go. That was Gabby Michelle from Microsoft demonstrating the new adaptive accessories. Really interesting mix of features in there, Sean. Uh, it's just, again, Microsoft, right? When it comes to accessibility, who else is going to do these? Yeah. It, it's, it's so customizer customizable absolutely amazing i would be interested to see you know how how could you use these i mean is is those joysticks and d-pads for moving around the mouse is it for moving around the screen like like we would use the tab or can you totally customize them to do i'm thinking of could i use it in something like audacity or reaper to you know move audio around and use it as like a my own macro keys. It's really that interesting. That is exactly how you use it. Yeah, that is absolutely right. And I would encourage you and others to go and check out the uh, very first episode of Double Tap TV Season 5. Uh, you can check that out on AMI's TV app. And you can also get it on our website, ami.ca slash double tap. Uh, and hey, you can even check us out on YouTube now. You can uh, watch the full interviews of uh, all of the content we do on Double Tap 
uh, on air. Just go there on YouTube and uh, check that out because, uh, yeah, not just we didn't just talk about the uh, adaptive accessories there. We also talked about the new inclusive tech lab, which answers a lot of the questions yeah. as to how this technology came about and also what the capabilities are. So lots to talk about there. Just to mention, of course, they are launching uh, October 25th, which is great news. I had a look at the pricing of these. The mouse is going to come in at $60, roughly, $58. Um, the tail will be another 20 and you get different yeah. tails. And, of course, you can 3D print your own as well. Uh, the adaptive hub that Gabby talked about, that's $80, just shy of 80 but 77 I think it was. Uh, D-pad button around 52 as is the joystick and the dual pad button. And you can buy as many of those as you need for the different functions you have. And, of course, you can interchange between them as well. So really interesting mix of, uh, of features there. Brilliant, brilliant accessories coming out from yep. Microsoft. Now, I want to move on because um, there was some really interesting stuff happening on stage and just lots of little tidbits of information coming out about uh, new features and new integrations and all of that. Let's just run through some of these now. Um, there were a, a range of new accessibility features, as we know, uh, introduced in the latest update to Windows 11. And Carmen Zlatev is the Vice President of Windows Users Experience. And she was on stage at the Surface event. Again, this is a mainstream event talking about these accessibility features coming up in the new updates to Windows 11. We are excited about the positive response on our first update to Windows 11 that we released a few weeks ago. And now I have the privilege of showing you even more. Over a billion people, nearly one in five individuals require some level of accessibility to utilize the technology that many of us take for granted every day. One challenge with many existing accessibility tools is that they require selecting the specific accessible app first before you can begin what you set out to do. In Windows 11, we moved accessibility capabilities from the constraints of the apps and into the operating system itself. Windows 11 now includes system-wide live captions from any form of audio content, so you can see it instantly transcribed on the screen. Voice access, which allows you to control your PC using only your voice. And natural voices for narrator, creating more pleasant sounding audio to assist in navigating, reading, browsing the web, and interacting with apps. These Windows features paired with our adaptive kit and the new adaptive accessories and 3D printed pen grips are designed to keep you focused on creating and being productive, putting you at the center. We believe the world is a better place when everyone can participate. I mean, just fantastic, again, that that's on stage and they were talking about that and all these new accessibility features. Uh, but I want to also mention as well that uh, they introduced some other hardware. So it wasn't just uh, computers like the Surface Pro and the Surface Laptop 5 and the Surface Studio 2 Plus. Don't forget the Plus in there. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the plus means, not. but okay. Mm. I think I'll hang on for the plus plus, as Paul Thorot said on Twitter, uh, which I thought is, is quite right too. <laughs> um, they also introduced some other cool dock hardware and some new stuff from Microsoft Teams. Here's Carmen to explain. With so much going on around you, staying organized isn't just about what's on the screen. Microsoft Presenter Plus features quick and natural interaction with Teams, so you can easily advance your slides and mute or unmute with the push of a button. And the audio dock simplifies your physical desk setup by having one combined accessory for docking to monitors, a premium speaker, and a clear microphone array. Yeah, I, I must admit that does sound quite interesting. I like the audio dock. I love that. Do you? I, I do. I'm not so sure. Uh, a microphone array and a speaker. Yeah, I'm not convinced. I'd have to oh, see no, that I, in action. I think that's going to be brilliant. I love the idea of having the docking station built into the speaker. You think for a lot of people who have, a, say, a Surface, who don't need the screen, get where I'm going here? You don't oh, need the see screen. Oh, I see where you're going. So you oh. could just have this on the desk and everything plugged into it, including your Surface. I actually think that's quite ingenious. All right. I'll give you that. Okay. I like Maybe. that. Maybe. Um, and, and the final big announcement, I guess, for a lot of people and for us uh, Apple fans, um, Apple integration in Windows 11 as well. Um, <gasps> yes. What? This, yeah, this is quite interesting as well. There's a new integration with iCloud and the Photos app in Windows 11. Again, here's Carmen to tell us what that means. I want to highlight the work we have done to help Windows customers across their devices. We are continuing our commitment to Windows being the most open platform, putting the customer's needs at the forefront. For the last few years, Windows customers who have Android phones have experienced that promise with integration across messaging, calling, and photos directly to their Windows PC 
bringing the two most important devices in their lives closer together. Today, I am excited to announce that we're making it easier than ever for customers to access their iPhone photos and the entertainment they love from Apple on their Xbox and Windows devices. We start by bringing iCloud photo integration into the Windows 11 Photos app. Just install iCloud for Windows from the Microsoft Store and the photos you take with your iPhone will appear automatically. We also wanna help our customers access the entertainment they love even more easily. The Apple TV app is already on Xbox and starting today, Apple Music will be available as well. We're thrilled to announce that Apple Music and the Apple TV app will launch on Windows next year. Previews of these apps will be available on the Microsoft Store soon. You can listen to your favorite music, playlists, and more from Apple Music, and watch your favorite Apple TV Plus series and movies right on your Windows PC. Integrations like these are just one way we're making Windows available to more people with great experiences you love across every device you use. iMessage next, iMessage next. Exactly. I mean, that's it, right? Because <laughs> the amount of times you send, oh, I'll send you a link and it's through iMessage. And then I got to forward it to an email so I can get it on my Windows PC. Yep. That's exactly what we need. Messaging and calls from your Windows using your iPhone would be amazing. That I, well, it might happen. It might. I, yeah. I don't know about Apple with that one, but they are opening up certain things. I mean, we know that they've been launching Apple TV on pretty much any device you can think of. And probably That's cool. it'll be I available like on an electric toothbrush soon enough because they seem yes. to be putting it on every other device on the planet. Uh, so <laughs> that should. doesn't, yeah, and that doesn't make a huge surprise to me. I mean, they're selling these services, remember. So, you know, yeah. unless they start charging us Music, for iMessage and FaceTime. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't think that's going to happen. That was Carmen Zlatev there, Vice President of Windows Users Experience. And that wraps up our Surface coverage today. But I have to say a huge amount going on at Microsoft, just a really interesting time. And, uh, you know, I was actually really impressed with that event. I thought they covered a lot in the time. And, you know, great to see accessibility right up front, you know, no, no yep. and, and not like just done out of niceness, just to be nice. No, I felt included. Exactly. It felt like it was part of it. It was fantastic. Absolutely. Microsoft, the Microsoft event is getting really exciting. One of my favorite events. Absolutely. Uh, listen, stick around. We're going to be talking about the Pixel 7. Mark Aflalo joins us to go hands-on for the very first time you'll be able to see this device as all the embargoes for the reviews have lifted today so we can talk about it right now on Double Tap. So stick around. That's on the way. Send us your feedback to feedback at ami.ca. Leave us a voicemail at one 803 4567 You're listening to Double Tap. This is Double Tap. Now, back to the show. Do you know what, Sean? The month of September used to be the busiest month in tech. Now it's October as well. It's just endless. I know. Event after event. You know, we had the Amazon event and the, the of course, who could forget the Meta Connect event, eh? Yeah, okay. <clears throat> yeah. Um, right. Do you want to live inside The Simpsons? Well, if you do, then <laughs> buy a Quest Pro. <laughs> I'm stealing that from Marco Flalo, who said that to me the other day on the call. He was saying, you know, he said, honestly, it's like living inside the Simpsons with this thing. Um, Sounds great. Although changed he, my mind. I can tell you he has bought one. He did buy one. Oh, He's bought the Quest Pro. Of course he did. So, yeah, we're going to be hearing lots about that in the coming weeks. I'm kind of glad he bought it. I'd love to try this thing. but Really? I to try it, Why? yeah, but I wouldn't buy it. I was no way would I spend them at fifteen hundred dollars just to not mm. see something. Mm. Well, well done. Well, you've got the uh, Quest Two. I've got the Surface. Uh, well, no, not Surface. What do you call it? The, the studio display from Apple for that. You know. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you gigantic monitor that I can't really see very well. Um, yeah, great, great oh, use of money. It is a great monitor, though. Honestly, best monitor ever. I'm going to talk about that in a couple of weeks' time. We're yeah, going to do a review for of the that. webcam and speakers. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> but I will say, I mean, that, that audio dock is really appealing because I'm thinking that would kind of solve a lot of my Windows specific issues. Like, I don't, oh. I just do not need a monitor with a, a PC. I'm so used to using it without it. So just have the Surface plugged right in. Yes. I didn't tell you the price of it, did I? Two hundred and forty nine dollars for that audio dock, <sighs> by the way. Man, that better be good. Because I'm just thinking, well, why wouldn't you just plug in a audio interface or, or something? Ah, uh, I don't know. I mean, that's quite a lot of money, isn't it? It is, but it's kind of well. Yeah, I mean, we'll see, right? Om, it's got Omisonic. There's an end missing there. Omisonic speakers. Om, om, and uh, om, and noise reducing microphones. 
to improve sound and clarity during your meetings. Of course, this is what it's yeah, all that, about, that, right? That means nothing. It means not. Let's let's hear it. Let's test out that microphone because honestly, usually they're pretty terrible. And what about the uh, Microsoft Presenter Plus? Now, this is presented as a presentation control, but looking at some of the buttons on it, you know, it's got things like mute, unmute, join meetings. It's got a lot of the features that a lot of the Microsoft headsets have, you know, in yeah. line. So if you buy one of the Microsoft head, I've got one over there, actually, you know, over there and that I'm not touching. In the Tower of Teetering the Tech. The Tower of Tech, yes. yeah. Um, the Tower. There's a, there's a new podcast. <laughs> We're not doing another one. That's it. Stop the it. The Tower of Tech and Sound of Crashing. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> honestly, what's going on? My brain fog's gone. Can you tell? Um, yes. But the, the, Microsoft, the Microsoft Live Chat headset that I've got over there, that has got that in it. It's got built into the line um, a little control. And it's got exactly that. It's got Teams button on it. It's got Mute button on it. It's got Volume Control. So, you know, this is just a, a remote control that can do that. And it's also got Advance and Previous. If you could maybe... Price. Uh, well, hang on. If you could, if you could um, customize some of those buttons, that might be quite cool. Price wise, eighty dollars. Moving on. Um, so, <laughs> I should, well, hmm. yeah, you know, okay. it's what it is, right? I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it depends what else it can do. Can it make dinner? Can it? Could it maybe make me a meal at the same time? <laughs> you know That'd what? Be kind of I hate Teams. But no, let me let me rephrase <gasps> that. I, hate, I hated you. Teams. I thought Teams was so clunky at the start, but I've got to say, it is getting better. So I'm getting used. To, I mean, I, I used to use it every day at my last job, yes. but when yes. I stopped using it, that's when I kind of <laughs> forgot how the thing worked. Uh, it's yeah. just, I think the problem is it's just so many things packed into one application and it has so many controls I, and features and I like, I, I, I like it, but I just feel there's too much wrapped into one. I still can't quite figure out when I should arrow, when I should tab, when I should space and when I should enter. I still, oh, that's the, the whole, game. Yeah, I, I know. It should have a little. It should have one of those little. You know, little game sound effect going along with it. I don't know what that was. I don't know. Was Pac Man or something? I don't know. Oh, was it music? Uh, no, that was very good. Yes. Yeah, it's a bit hit and miss. But hey, that's just because I don't use it every day. I suppose once you get used to it. But it just seems like a new control system or navigation system on there. Yeah. But huh? Yeah, it is. Getting Sean, better. guess what? What? Breaking news. Breaking news. Hate that. I love to frighten you. I love to frighten you. Every time. But I do have breaking news because today, in my grubby, sweaty little hands, I'm going to have a Pixel Watch. Ah. It's coming today. On your your grubby, sweaty wrist, you're going to have a Pixel Watch. Well, hands first, then you've got to put it on your wrist. So, yeah, you're kind of half right. You you, you say... Shut up! You sound—you <laughs> actually sound excited. I'm quite surprised by that because no, you absolutely—I'm going to say it. I'm sorry if Samsung's listening. Of course they are. Uh, you Everyone absolutely listens. destroyed the uh, Galaxy Watch. You said it was—you know—quite. I didn't the worst destroy thing it. It's ever. in the cupboard. It's you fine. Did. But no, I—I yeah. I, I didn't. You mean I pillowed it? Yeah, I was—I was not. You pillowed it. Pillowed it. Yes, yeah, you I did. pillowed. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. I, I wasn't the kindest about it. Was I? No, it wasn't. It was not a great experience with Talkback. I'm. Hopeful, mm. hopeful for the Pixel Watch. We shall see. Okay, good. I've got to well, try it. Need... I can't comment on it until I try it. So we need competition in smartwatches. So absolutely, absolutely, I hope it lives That's up right. to the accessibility wise. I hope it lives up to it. Oh, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Uh, so we're going to be talking about it in a couple of weeks' time because uh, I want to get a chance to play with it. And obviously, we're not around next week, so we will be. Although the show's still here, don't worry, we're not going anywhere. I told someone. Yeah, I was on a call yesterday with someone at a very. Uh, big company to do with technology, take a pick oh, of which one you think it was. And uh, I said, you know, well, we're going to be off next week. And he, he was utterly distraught. And like, it's okay. The show's still here. I did reassure wow. him, talking him down. Everything's fine. The show will still be on every day. We've done it already. Yes. We've, re- we've pre-recorded the show. So they're all done. They're all there. Some really yes. interesting conversations coming up next week. We'll talk about that tomorrow. Um, but I want to move on because the Pixel 7 is out. And of course, the reviews are starting to come out today because Google put out their, their embargoes and, and you can only review this tech when, when they say it's okay. So as of today, we can talk about it. So uh, none other than uh, the man himself, Mark Afalalalo, oh, has done a little good. review for us. Yes, he's done a fantastic review for us. So here you are, your first look and hands-on with the brand new Pixel 7 from Google with Mark. 
Thank you, Stephen. Thank you, Sean. We're here to talk about the Pixel 7, of course, the Pixel 7 Pro. But in front of me right now on my overhead cam, I'm showing you the Pixel 7, which Google sent us to unbox and talk about on the show. We'll open the box and we'll see right away, Pixel 7. Like pretty much every other smartphone that you've unboxed, it is a blank sheet of glass. Lovely. We'll put that to the side for a moment, though, because I want to talk about what's in the box, most notably... You've got a USB-C to USB-C cable, so no longer a USB-C to USB-A cable, which I found kind of interesting and normal, you know, par for the course with what's going on these days in terms of accessories in the box. But they still include, look at that in the box, they still include a USB-A to USB-C. I guess for people who are still yearning to have these accessories and dongles lying around everywhere, you've got that in the box. Of course, you've got the paperwork as well, plus the SIM card removal tool. But let's get to the Pixel 7 itself. Now, the version they sent me, if I look at the box over here, is the Pixel 7 6.3-inch diagonal 128-gig 5G. Okay, good device. The first thing I notice about the device is that it feels really light and comfortable in the hand. You've got your traditional sleep-wake button on the right-hand side. You've got your traditional volume rocker on the right-hand side as well. And you notice the camera bump immediately on the back, but it's smooth. It goes edge to edge when you're looking at the back of the device itself. It's got an offset color. It's more of a matte kind of silver. This is the Pixel 7, not the Pro, so we've only got two cameras here, plus a flash and a microphone. The 7 Pro has three cameras in the same configuration. Now, back of this device is a glossy black which are called there, they're calling Upsidon. And then around the edges, you got that same matte finish that you've got on the camera lens along the edges of the device. So the place that has the most traction, meaning the sides of the device, gets that nice matte finish, which doesn't have all the fingerprints. Now, feature-wise, this is a Pixel device. It's not cluttered with bloatware. You've got a nice 6.3-inch diagonal screen. I've got my fingerprint reader set up so it's under the screen and good to go, which is pretty cool. Um, I actually demoed this earlier on Now with Dave Brown, and what I did was I demoed the ability to, uh, of course, track your face in the selfie mode. In order to do that, which is really the standout feature, I think, that we, we noticed when we were watching the keynote, you have to first turn on TalkBack. Now, as a sighted user, turning on TalkBack, that was the easy part. Navigating the phone afterwards was quite the challenge, but I'm going to demonstrate this to you. Now, I've already turned TalkBack on, so it's on the device. I can raise the volume here so you can maybe hear things that are going on. When you raise the volume, you... Um, uh, uh, raising the, the the volume of the actual notifications, but I'm going to actually turn sideways a bit here so you guys can see me. If you're watching this, of course, if you have the video, uh, or you guys at home, of course, Stephen and Sean, you can see what I'm doing. So I'm going to, first thing I'm going to do is, actually, let's go to the overhead camera for one second. I'm going to go into the camera by double pressing the camera and holding it, if I can get that right. Man, you guys, you get used to this so quickly, but I'm still struggling to figure out how to launch things on this device. So I'm in the camera. And the first thing that happens in the camera, now it's talking back to me, but I, I have got to turn that volume up while it's doing it. 1.0 times slider, swipe up okay. or swipe down to adjust. Accessibility so, volume set I'm in, 85%. I'm in the regular mode right now. We're going to go back to the front screen here. I'm in the regular mode right now. And uh, i got to switch to selfie mode. So I'm going to switch to selfie mode. I'm going to hold the phone in front of me. So I'm going to switch to selfie mode. Tap switch. the reverse and press and hold switch it. Switch to front camera button. Trying to switch, switch to, to front camera. Take switch to back camera. Okay. Button. So now I'm on the front camera. There's a circle on the screen that is trying to detect what's on the screen, and it says no faces. So let's see what happens when face comes into frame. One cropped face. Move your phone right and down. One cropped face. Move your phone ready for selfie. One cropped face. Okay. So it sees the cropped face, and it shows a red circle around it until the actual face is in frame. And then it becomes gray, and it'll start a countdown as I want to go for the selfie. So let's try this together. face. Move your ready for selfie. Three. Cancel photo. Button. Two. One. Photo taken. One face. Good for selfie. So it detected my face. It said that it was in frame. It took the selfie itself. It did a countdown by itself without me having to do anything. And the results... 
a perfect selfie. Now listen, there's lots of other features on this device that we can get into, but that really comes down to software at the end of the day. The new Tensor processor gives you great AI and responsiveness when you're using the Google Assistant. It also helps features like this because this feature is not available on the Pixel 6a only on the 7 and the 7 Pro. Who knows, maybe it'll come back or go be available on other devices, but that new Tensor processor is enabling you to use this. So it's pretty cool. And other features on board, such as quicker access to things like your assistant, quicker access to things like individual statements. For example, if your phone is ringing, you can just say decline. If your alarm is ringing, you can just say snooze. You don't have to initiate the actual assistant by saying, hey, Google, um, snooze, or hey, Google, um, you like my impression there? Uh, you don't have to do that anymore. You can just do single phrase responses, which is powered by that processor as well. We're going to dive way deeper into this on Double Tap TV and, of course, on the radio show as we move forward. But that's your first look at the Google Pixel 7. Thank you, Mark. Really appreciate that going through. And you know what? I have to say the biggest news in there, Mark trying out a screen reader. I think that's the best experience <laughs> I've ever heard was him trying was to he, work out how to double tap. Was he double tapping and holding trying to open things? I think he was, yeah. He was having some real issues there. And, uh, you know, you know, it's funny because pe- it. people always notice right away how verbose a screen reader is. Yes. Uh, you know, it just talks about everything constantly. And it's so funny when you're trying to, you know, you obviously doesn't realise you can do the two-finger just tap and it will shut up. But shut unfortunately, up. It, is a, it is an Android phone, so it might just keep talking anyway. Um can, I can bring you a little bit of an update on the uh, Pixel 7 feature, that guided frame feature that Mark talked about. That apparently might, may be coming for the 6A down the line. Um, it may be There's a feature app- that starts in the 7, um, but it will come out be, later. should be no reason at all why that. I, uh, sorry, I know the Tensor chip uh, is all well, about that's artificial what it's, it's inter- to do with. Yeah, so it's all to do with the Tensor is chip. Is it really? I mean, look at the iPhone. Look, listen, it, it, you, it means, listen, you can't get a startup it, it, sound on, a, on an iPhone 14, <laughs> but you can get it on an iPhone 14 Pro. So whether there's truth in this or whether it's just marketing, I don't know, okay? Okay, But, yes. you know, it is what it is. Um, so there you go, hands-on with the uh, first look there at the new Pixel 7. Thank you to Mark so uh, much for doing that. We're going to stick that up on YouTube as well. So do go and check us out on YouTube if you want to see that review. Uh, we'll put up on YouTube for you as well. Uh, a couple of comments before we go. Shall we? Uh, shall we get into the mailbox, Sean? <sighs> I don't know. Is it safe? Is it a safe space? Well, let's find out. Let's go to <sighs> Anne with her comment. Hi, Sean and Steve. Loving your show. I'm also Yay. glad Sean is still in his shed. Yay! And Ooh, hasn't been wow. sidled off air quietly after Dean's <laughs> comment. Um, I'm glad to hear that you mentioned the RNIB Singing Differently program. I'm going to be one of the facilitators on some staff training and some call conferences for that program, which hopefully will drag some of these organizations into the 21st century. Mm -hmm. And we'll be covering all sorts of topics um, from guiding, myth-busting, independent living, mental health. There's going to be an access to anything section. So I'm glad some awareness of the varying levels of blindness um, is being raised, Um, how people are living, the emotional aspects of it. Um, Because as you said on your show, you know, you do see these pictures of people with guide dogs and canes skipping happily down the street as if they haven't got a care in the world, when in reality, we know um, that's not quite true, is it? No. So, yeah, so this is going to be a great program. So I'm quite happy to keep you updated on things that come out of that, new mm, topics, feedback, et cetera, et cetera. And on the subject of the techie show, um, the tech side of things, why has nobody invented a proper light-up LED cane for those people that can still have a little bit of light perception or for children? You know, I was only born with two hands and opposing thumbs, so, you know, we have evolved from apes a tad. However, I don't want to keep adding click-on things to my cane and click on things to my bag when you're trying to walk around. 
drives me nuts trying to remember to take all these things out with you. So I'd really like to know if anybody out there could invent an LED light-up game, a glow-in-the-dark job, something in the UK, that would be blooming marvellous. I'm not an engineer, um, don't have any scientific background, so I wouldn't have a clue how to light up a cane. But if someone out there does know, I think this needs further investigation, because that would be blooming marvellous. Anyway, keep up the good work, guys. You're taking up far too much of my time every day, but I don't care. I'm loving it. Look after yourselves. Anne-Marie from Malvern in Worcestershire. Oh, thank you, Anne-Marie. What a fantastic message to get. And uh, we're so glad that we're taking up all of your time. Um, it's not, so we've spent so much time with people. Honestly, they must be sick of us by now. Um, listen, just very quickly yes, to are. say... Um, well, at least me. First off, thanks for your comments on it, our thoughts on RNIB. I, I think you know you're right. I think it's great to see organisations doing work to you know really try and talk about the reality of life with sight loss. And yes. I think we're having a bit more of a grown up conversation about that these days, which is brilliant. And I'm really glad RNIB in the UK are doing that. And of course, that campaign, because of the nature of the internet, will go global. So that is brilliant. Um, to your point about the um, LED cane. I have some use for you here, Anne. Um, it already exists. There is such a thing. Um, and it's called the, I have to say the name is a bit bamboozling to me, but it's called the Giza Hand. Giza Hand, that's it, yes. Yeah, you were thinking about that as well, weren't you? Uh, I was. G-I-Z-A-H-A-N-D. Uh, Giza Hand from Giza Paw Safety Products. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's the name of the company. And they have what's called a uh, an illuminated mobility long cane. And what it is, is it's a regular cane, but at the bottom, the, the last section of the cane has an LED strip built in to illuminate. You've tried, have you tried this? No, I was trying to. Now, this has been around for quite a while. And initially, um, I had real trouble getting hold of the company. I mean, I think the website mm. was, wasn't working, but that was a while ago. I haven't gone back to it, but yeah, I was definitely interested. They had a video out on social media a while ago, as I said. And it, yes, exactly that. The last segment was really lit up, which, you know, for someone with RP at night, that could be really handy as well as for safety. So, yeah, I'm intrigued by this one. I'll definitely try and get my hands on one. Yeah, we should we should get them on to talk about it. Gizahand.co.uk, G-I-Z-A-H-A-N-D.co.uk is where you'll find out more about it. And so hope that helps you. Um, and just finally to say, uh, Tim gets the uh, tweet award of the day. Because he says, I am a friend of the shed. Um, hashtag friends of the shed. Uh, <laughs> and I want some merchandise. And he's pointing to us in particular. Uh, maybe we could also get a friend of Mr. F t-shirt. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe that's a thing as well. Who knows? Um, listen, we're out of time. What a show it's been today. It's been a lot to cover with the Surface event and the Pixel 7 hands-on. So much more to come. Uh, here on Double Tap as we continue. Thank you for all your support. It really means, I don't mean you, I mean the listener. Um, thank You're you welcome. so much for your support. <laughs> and uh, we will be back again tomorrow with more. Thank you, Sean. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Love Double Tap? Did you know we're on the TV too? Check out brand new episodes of Double Tap TV on AMI-TV every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern or binge on all episodes online at ami.ca forward slash Double Tap. We're also on YouTube. Search for Double Tap to catch our episodes there too. Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor.